Hi, and a very, very good afternoon. And I'm delighted, or good morning, good evening, whenever you're listening to it, it, us here. And I'm Rash Lauren. I'm delighted to be here with my very, very good friend, Marcus Fellows. Marcus. Hello, how are you? Good um, to see you, Rashi. It's really good to see you. It's good to hear you, because too. And we're here, and I'm here with Marcus Fellows, who's the founder of Barbershop Botanical. So if you can hear me clinking away, it's because I'm picking up the products and maybe we can sample them on air and all the rest of that. But Marcus, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, this thing about how you can build an authentic product-based business, because lots of people who are sole traders, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, are people who are wanting to build an authentic business from their heart. And when you want to do that, things are a little bit difficult because it's not necessarily all about the money. It's not necessarily all about building a business that's going to have stores over the world or making somebody a millionaire, or that might be it as well. Um, and that, and therefore, it often means that the, the actual practical things of getting a business off the ground and going through all of the heavy lifting things of finding the finance, sorting out everything operationally can be really, really um, daunting. Um, and especially, I think, if somebody's producing an actual product, because then there's additional costs and logistics involved mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. So I thought it'd be really good to talk to you a little bit about your experience. Uh, tell me, why did you decide to be your own boss in the first place? How did that come about? Well, I've never really worked well in a um, business environment as part as an employee. It never really worked for me. I felt mm-hmm. like it's too much of a straitjacket. Um, so doing my own thing just made more sense. And so I've done different things throughout my life. Um, the latest thing was I trained as a barber. And um, when I was working as a barber, I um, was using a lot of products that I'd buy in from different places. And I noticed that the ingredients in these products weren't as clean and as nice as they would be. So one, I didn't want to use them on my clients. And two, I didn't particularly want to put them on my own hands. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I had just had an idea that, you know, how difficult would it be to actually create your own products? So mm. I'd studied the ingredients of some of these and I thought, okay, well, if I could replace the nasty things with nicer things, how would that look? So I started off making a beard oil, um, which was quite straightforward, using just simple oils and aromatherapy oils. But I asked the question, how far could I take it to, how could I create products that are good for the body? And also, how can I create products that are good for the mind and the emotions? So then it was replacing normal synthetic fragrances with aromatherapy oils. And then each product had its own own properties to actually help with the mental and emotional and the physical benefits. Wow, that's so, that's, that's that's quite a undertaking. It so, is, yeah, so you so don't carrying, realize yeah. how much of an undertaking <laughs> until you actually, you know, it's like a business. You have an idea and yeah. you think, oh, you know, I'll have a go. And um, I'll just look at the landscape, look at all the mm-hmm. variables that are needed to actually make that happen. Mm. Um, so you just make a start, don't you? You start, you have a plan, mm. and then you work from there. And then, as you know, business, it evolves over time, and it kind of steers itself, doesn't mm. it? It, t- it takes on a life of its own. What strikes me about what you've said already is I like this thing about how you would... I love the thing that, first of all, you said about how working for other people didn't really, really speak to you. And you know, yeah, never, yeah. I first met you when you were singing, you were on your own boss at that particular time. And I know yeah. you'd had jobs that people would people would jump out. You worked in the city. Say a little bit about what you yeah, did so before. Yeah, so when I met you, we were singing, weren't we? Mm. Part-time. You were working full-time as well. or you were Part-time. I was working part-time. I was full-time working in the bank mm. um, as a software analyst. And yeah, although the money's great and it affords you a great lifestyle... 
it doesn't afford you the same kind of freedom and satisfaction mm -hmm. that you get from doing your own thing. You mm -hmm. know, what we say, making the invisible visible or um, coming up with your own ideas. And this, the wonderful thing is that you have an idea, it's born as a thought, and then it starts manifesting in the world. And it's um, also interesting, I think as you say that, I suddenly remember that when you were pursuing the music and so on, I always remember that back then, even you had a website, you were quite progressive as a singer and you'd design lots of the CDs yourself. You had this creative sense. So I guess that creativity mm -hmm. was always there. And, and was it the case that it didn't really get a chance to really get an airing in the more traditional business, you know, the, 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 the analyst thing in, in, in banking and finance? Did you feel that there was a side of you as well as not liking perhaps being, you know, being an employee, not sitting with your psyche, did you also find that there's a bit of your creativity didn't, didn't get a... a exactly, you're only really exercising a certain part of yourself when you have a job, um, and there's so much more to you outside, hence why people have hobbies, I guess, and right. do lots of things outside work. But um, I think working for yourself gives you an opportunity to really stretch yourself and to uncover things that you didn't actually know, strengths and revealing certain weaknesses that you have, mm -hmm. and then working with the two, really, um, which is good, isn't it? And, and I think, you know, setting up a business and running a business will push you to the limit. Yeah, so let's talk a you bit know. about that. So you, when you decided, and this was much later, to be your own boss, mm. um, and, and it was interesting, because in a way, it's quite funny, because you run two businesses, really. Mm -hmm. they, they interlink, there's the barbershop, and then there's the... The, the product business. Mm. Um, I get the feeling on the one level, I was going to say this and do stop me, that I'd imagine that the setting up a barber business is the was the easier of the two. It's a lot easier. So yeah, tell us a bit about the distinction between the, in terms of the ease and what's really involved when you decide, okay, and this is the one that many people will do, isn't it? I've been good at doing a particular service before or something that I feel that I'll be good at and yeah. I go and I set up and it's just me and working with customers and, it, uh, and so on. But when you're doing a product, it's different. So you've got the, the experience of, in fact, both a service mm. business and a product business. Can you tell us a little bit about the journey of, of, of both and what you found was easy and what you found was really tough? So when, when I was providing a service as a barber, I was in somebody else's shop renting a chair. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was develop, started developing the products. And initially I branded them under the shop brand, um, but it didn't feel right. So then... This was somebody else's shop. For somebody brand. else's mm. shop. Um, so little by little, I started developing a brand, um, first brand. There's been two brands. Mm. Um, so this was the first brand. Um, so designing the logo, coming up with names, trademarking, going through all the processes to protect your property and mm. everything as well, which you know about that actually helps me along that way. Um, and then it just naturally, I had to find somewhere else where I could make the product because I'd run out of space in the kitchen. It just wasn't practical from doing it at home anymore. So do you have a vision, don't you? So I had the vision of the barbershop being like when you're in a restaurant mm. and you can see your food being made there. I wanted a place where the clients could see their products being made in the mm. store and they could buy stuff so it was freshly made. And that's what, that's how that developed. So I bought, I'm now, I've got a unit where I have barbershop out the front, lab out the back, mm -hmm. and they work in tandem. But they're, they're different animals. The barbershop is one where you're providing your service mm -hmm. and the products are there. Um, where they're just, it's a manufacturing lab. But to get to the manufacturing, you also have to go through years and years of development of mm. the products, the ingredients that go in them, how they work out, because they need to work in a barbershop as well as in somebody's bathroom. Mm. Um, so 
it was a four-year development process of getting it tested, getting it signed off. Um, but yeah, it was a big, 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 yeah, big, it's big quite, undertaking. It is, isn't it? And it's interesting what you describe about, you'll get some entrepreneurs, isn't it, who the vision bit is strong. And I love the bit where you talked about how you had this 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 vision. I love that bit like, like a restaurant. It strikes me that you've always it been starts, visual. doesn't it? It always comes as an idea, doesn't right. it? And but then you look at whether it's possible, you look at the logistics involved, don't you? But it's interesting that I think that for me, when I'm coaching people, some people don't even have that that vision. When as soon as you describe the vision, the vision was so compelling. So you mm. did you have a very? It sounds to me as though you had a very clear idea before you even started anything of how the finished thing will look, which is powerful. Yeah, yeah. Well, there is a concept, isn't there? Start with the end in mind. So mm. you kind of look at the end product, you look at everything, and then you kind of got to work out how you're going to get there and mm. what it looks like. Um, and the ideas you have in your mind, I guess that's a, it's a basic framework because in reality, it's completely different, isn't it? Because mm. you're coming, you're hitting hurdles, lack of finances, mm. lack of time, mm-hmm. lack of energy, lack of so many things. What, what, what's, what, what's, been the, um, what's been the most difficult when it comes to business? And I know that, you know, business only half of it, we've also got our lives and all the rest of it. And I know it's not been an easy journey for you there as, uh, as well. But tell me... In terms of the business, what what were the bits that were really really difficult? I'd imagine there's so many with mm-hmm. here here with the business like that that, that, that you're doing. Tell, tell me what were the bits that were the most difficult, and what were the bits that there were most um, enjoyable? Because it's a huge undertaking. Very often, people you know there might be many people listening to this um, who are thinking, yeah, I've, I want to do this, I want to do that, and I want to make this, and I want to make that. And and often we've just don't really realise what's going to be involved because we do have that end picture, but we just no, don't. Okay. Get what's going to involve, and then once people start learning what it's involved, what is involved, they they turn away from it. Don't they? <laughs> so basically, in business, everything is difficult. Everything needs its own focus. It needs its own energy, and that's why you need to just do one thing at a time and work on each aspect as you do. Knowing it was almost like uh, recently, I said to someone, "Wow, it's so nice to see the bigger picture now because we've just been working on individual pixels that make mm. up that picture. Mm. So you're so deeply entrenched mm. within each aspect. And it's like a pixel. So you know this part of the bigger picture and you know that at some point you're going to pull these pixels together to create and show the whole picture. But every bit is really difficult. It's enjoyable, but sometimes so challenging that it will push you way beyond your comfort mm-hmm. zone. Um, but... I also found along the line is that you kind of get to a point where you're halfway through and you're, you're almost thinking, do you know what, that's <laughs> enough. But you think, I've come this far and mm. I can't turn back now, so you have to keep going. That's that a, pushes you forward, Right. It? It's you a know? bit like I often think the spiritual journey is a little quit, bit like yeah. that, where there comes a point where the, I say that, you know, in track when all the other roads are kind of vanished, that there's nowhere else. There's nowhere else. Mm. Uh, tell us then, um, and I love what you're saying already because it's so so um, so rich. It's that. So I guess you learned along the way and quite quickly of the the focus and what was and, and all the different not not everything at the same time. But I think you realised the seriousness of really needing to get each bit along the way right. What's the mindset that somebody needs to develop when they're producing a, a product, especially? I think perseverance and self belief and belief in your brand and your product and your business because Mm. it is going to push buttons and pull strings that you didn't know existed Um, and you've just got to hang in there you've Mm. just got to keep going because yeah it's going to be tough but if you have the belief that it's going to work but then what happens is is people have an idea like I said at the beginning you have an idea you have a vision Mm. and you think right this is going to be the business for me I'm going to do it 
And then what happens is you realize that just because you have an idea doesn't mean that you have got a clue about business. Mm. You know, when when um, when I decided upon this, you came down, Spencer, you kindly came down to my house, spent some time with me, and uh, we went through business plans, looked at all of the strengths, weaknesses, and opportunities, and threats, and went through everything. And at that point, I was thinking, that's enough. <laughs> I, I don't even want to play anymore. I've had enough. Mm. I just want the finished product. Mm. I want to be at the end point already. Mm. And you realize that anyone that goes through business, they have to traverse all these things mm. and they have to make their weaknesses, their strengths and vice versa and really kind of uh, pull it all together to make a business successful. And that's just launching a business. And then when you're in business mm. and then that business starts working, you then have to start facilitating the possibility that you're going to need help. Mm. And these are different things and you're going to need more people than just one person. Mm. This is the bit that might be really powerful that if you'd say a little bit about, because I guess you could have easily perhaps, um, certainly with any of those individual bits to, to some degree, Mm. try to let lots of many people, lots of people do try and do one bit for yourself. So for example, barbershop, somebody could just have their own barber thing and do that. Once I guess there came the point where with the barbership, barbershop, botanicals thing where you realize that you can't do it all by yourself mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that because this is the bit that for many people who who, who are the sole trader in that s-o-l-e sense mm-hmm. um particularly might struggle or anybody who's in business tell us a little bit about that moment of realization and how you've gone about it because i know that for you getting everything right and i know there's the perfectionist bit in a good way otherwise you wouldn't have been able to get such strong products is yeah. there how did you how did you traverse that and did you resist the bit where you realize you need to get people in it because it must be so daunting and it's where many people stop and where many people get get mm. stuck so tell us a little bit about that that bit well for me it got to a point where it became so overwhelming because it became busy beyond the point that i could do it myself mm. um and then two you've almost got to detach yourself and then see the businesses as an entity of its own and you are the facilitator of it so you have to honor the business and if that means that you have to get other people to come in and help then they come in and help. So it's almost like you've birthed this business, this product, this brand, and you you want to hold on to it, but you know if you hold on to it, that's going to stifle it, I mm. guess, you know. Mm. Um, so you kind of got to let it go, and then you've just got to... You meet other people. People come up on the periphery. You meet them, and you work, you think, God, I'm handing over literally my baby to you to come mm. in and do. Um, so then you have to invite people in, and try it. So it's all tra- then it becomes a trial and error. So mm. you never know where they'll come in. But for me, they needed to have certain personality traits. They needed to have certain understanding because the product, it's all about the feeling of the product mm. and how it's made. So just to have someone coming in and filling bottles and mixing things and doing things was never going to work. Mm. They have to have a relationship with the products and they have to, dare I say it, make things lovingly because if they don't that's not what's so t- what this is well, about well, so, so tell us then i think maybe in the last um, you know few minutes i think it'd be good for you to talk about that because we're here with some of the products actually maybe it'll be good for you to to talk us through well so yeah yeah so, so right. talk us through this and and talk us through a bit because uh, i think the thing that really strikes me about this marcus that's really important is that that bit i guess in the sole trader sense that we care like you were saying about how we do business or what we're doing is really incredibly important to us. Mm-hmm. And yet we're faced with all of this mechanics of business, registering business, creating a business, tax files, you know, logistics and all the rest of it. And it could, if you're not careful, kind of kill the heart and the spirit. Can do, can't it? Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how you've ensured that the heart remains in your, in your, in, 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 in your business. Like I get the feeling that when I look at your products, 
as well as what's in it is really important. I know that for you always, the aesthetic's always been also important. Mm -hmm. So tell us how have you ensured that you have both, that it aesthetically works, and as you said, that the the, the ingredients and it having that energy and it being good mind, body, and spirit. Yeah. How, how, tell us a little bit about that. Well, we made it harder. We made the task harder. One, by we wanted to fragrance all the products with aromatherapy oils, so they worked on an emotional and mental wow. level as well. So the point is, can you make something smell good, but can it actually be good with you using natural oils uh, rather than synthetic fragrances? Mm -hmm. So that was one of the hurdles. Another one was we wanted to try and eliminate the use of plastic, so we wanted to then move to glass, mm -hmm. well, glass and aluminium with minimal plastic use, and the plastic that is used can be reused, so our mm. bottles are... Um, recycled and can be reused mm. and recycled too. Mm -hmm. um, so everything had to be of a certain standard. The ingredients that are used had mm -hmm. to be as natural as possible. Most of them are with minimal preservatives mm -hmm. and none of them have any nasty synthetic ingredients in them. So they're all they're all in, an incredible product. So it was breaking it down into an incredible product to start with. Mm. Then the packaging had to be looked at. As you said, the aesthetic had to be looked at. Mm -hmm. And then the production of these things has to be done in such a way that it has to be made with love. The environment that they're made in has um, beautiful soft music. It's an environment you come in. It's mm. almost like a sacred space. And the people that come in and work in there, they say it's so calming. It's wonderful. It's like. And was that very deliberate? Was that very deliberate for me? Like I get the feeling that. It has to keep right. It, yeah. I get the feeling that with you, one of the things that probably made you quite apt for business is that you're very, very. Um, it's interesting and it's really great to hear you talk about through the, the process because I get the thing that, that with everything you've done, you know, be it the singing or whatever, you're very, very methodical. You're very, very clear about what it is that you're trying to do and achieve. Was that something that you also discovered about yourself through this journey that is a useful asset for running in business? It's definitely useful, yeah, to be totally OCD with everything. Were you, con but were you, were you, were you conscious of that? Because, again, it's one of those key things, particularly when it comes to, like, a, a, when you're doing a product, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Product, the quality of the product, the standards of it, there are... That your own standards and these external standards and all those things you've got to do. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to know a little bit more about how you found how your strengths and the, and the business married and then the bits where you felt, no, I need to be stronger at that. Tell, mm -hmm. tell us a little bit more about that. Well, you know, I'm willful and, and um, perseverance is key. And because we wanted to achieve this standard, and I would sooner not go out to market without that standard being achieved mm -hmm. across the board throughout everything. So mm -hmm. it's everything to do with it has... I put everything I had into everything. Mm. You know? So you know, I mean, I won't. If I, you know, if I cut corners with certain ingredients, mm. I could have got it cheaper. Mm. If I didn't buy glass bottles in and I bought plastic bottles in, it would have been a mm. fraction of the price. Mm. If I if I skipped over these things because I was just focusing on the bottom line, then it wouldn't have been half the product it is today. But the things cost me a lot of money to make. It costs quite a bit of money to buy mm -hmm. as a product, but mm -hmm. it's an incredible product and it's good for you. So it's like skin food mm. and it looks good. It makes you feel good. Our whole concept is to look good, feel good and do good. You're doing mm. good by buying a product that is oh, I really environmentally like that. So look good, look good. So because it's a, it is an aesthetic you know, product for people there. Well, so tell people so that. It's yeah. a cosmetic product to yeah. make them look better. But yeah. it's also because of the natural ingredients and the aromatherapeutic ingredients, mm -hmm. it makes you look and feel better in mm -hmm. one thing. So you think what you're putting on your skin, the lar largest organ, mm -hmm. you know, gets absorbed straight into mm -hmm. the body. You put this hair stuff on your head, 
That's going straight into your brain. I mean, mm. people don't correlate that. They don't right, it's together. extraordinary. It goes straight through into the bloodstream. So, so, so tell us a little bit about then these products that, that you've that you've got in your whole range. I know so we've got some of them here. You've got, so this this face scrub, for instance. Okay, yeah, which I love. I love the face scrub, Obviously, by the way. Obviously, we use sea bug forms of the moisturising qualities, antioxidant qualities. Right, so what's, so what's this inside? I was, uh, we're just looking inside the, the, inside. the bottles. So yeah. basically, you can see there's a bit of texture in there, and mm -hmm. that is ground olive seeds. So a wow. lot of people have been using these microbeads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you might have heard that they're really bad. They're yeah, they're really supposed to be, they should be trying to outlaw them now. Exactly. But, so but you've got we've, instead... We've used ground olive stone in there. Wow. It's lovely powder. That's it's amazing. Really nice. and, um, and it really exfoliates the skin beautifully. The sea buckthorn is wonderful moisturiser, so you're getting a natural wow. moisturiser rather than a synthetic layer of like plastic on your skin. Wow. And the aloe vera, you know, the healing qualities yeah. in that. And then, and so, and, and well, we won't have time to go through it, but so then each product in your range, so again, did you, with each product in your range, you you went on a journey of what you what you felt and you knew you wanted each product to, so each product presumably is different and you want it to have a different thing to add a different property and a quality. Exactly. So the 12 products, they're base products, they come in 12 products and mm -hmm. they cover the range from mm -hmm. shampoo all the way through to cologne. Mm -hmm. um, now what we, the challenge we had was to see if we could create not just the 12 products, but mm -hmm. then to create four different fragrances which I call the barbershop quartet and they then um, come in these different fragrances that not only smell amazing but mm -hmm. they have the therapeutic benefits mm -hmm. of calming you, mm -hmm. uh, relaxing you, wow. um, invigorating you wow. and you know just across the board so if you needed you know like our Nirvana scent is a lavender aroma, chamomile, sweet orange, mm -hmm. vetiver and wow. And that's really calming, but soothing as well. But it um, brings a lot of clarity to the mind. So it's not just mind numbing mm. to make you feel sleepy. It just brings a lot of peace and relaxation, but clear thought. Um, and sartorial is great. It's deep. It's got sandalwoods and neroles in it. And it's really good for the skin. I mean, everything was so deeply thought mm. out. Um, and people have their own... They, they identify with certain, like, rum spice is really popular now. Right, so you're saying that different customers are, uh, are finding that different smells. things are really drawn to them and different exactly. smells. Exactly, so because it was all developed in the barbershop, right. in the real barbershops of wow. real clients, I would notice that people that like sandalwood mm -hmm. wouldn't particularly like vetiver, which is the smell of that one. Wow. Um, and, and, so, that, so, and those like vetiver, vice versa, so you get your collectives... And, um, and is that where the barbershop botanicals and, and then the name changed uh, mm. from, from the first name? So is that why you then went for that barbershop botanicals because you really wanted that link to the barbershop, your own barbershop, where it was exactly. where it was born? Yeah, it was born in the barbershop, and this was only going to be a stream off the main brand mm -hmm. um, for the barbershop itself. Um, so yeah, so it was barbershop. It was a product that worked in the barbershop, mm -hmm. so it's barber grade mm -hmm. standard, mm -hmm. and one that. Um, that had active botanicals infused within it to um, to bring out the natural properties within them. Um, and, and so, tell us for people the, the good thing the, the magic of this now. Presumably, it's not available just a barber shop. It's per, for anybody who wants these products. I understand that the new website is just about to be launched. Yeah, at the end of this week. If people are trying to find you, so hopefully it'll be live by the time people are listening mm, to this. So, so, so tell us the website. If people are trying to find you uh, there and the uh, Barbershop Botanicals, where can they it's find you? It's just barbershopbotanicals.co.uk, yeah, quite simply, all one word. Fantastic. Um, and well, and any last, Marcus, any last tips to anyone who's, um, I, especially I think 
well, not, not, you know, I think for me today, it's particularly about a product business because I think that yeah. that brings its own challenges. Of course, a service business will as well, but I think that I'm making the distinction for between where people have got to use something with their own skills. Um, it can sometimes be easier if I'm a gardener, I'm a handyman, I'm a coach or whatever. When I'm running a product, there's mm. all of those, there's a whole lot of additional things. What would be your maybe three top tips for anybody who's, you know, thinking about or in the early stages or maybe that they're finding the whole thing a kind of a, a, um, a struggle and, and not to say that you've done everything that you want to do, but just, mm. but, you've, but you've managed to do what many people that I've seen and met haven't done, which is to get that point from the one that somebody's got that visual idea that they have and the thing that they want to do to create a great product that people are then buying and engaging with. What mm. would be your, 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 your three top tips to anyone? Well, first of all, you've got to have self-belief. Mm. And whatever you don't know, you've got to learn rapidly. You've got <laughs> to just really deeply immerse yourself in the experience. So I tie that into one. Two is you'll notice that there's a lot of support out there um, with you, Rashid, in the, the British Library. That was an amazing resource for me, which really mm -hmm. helped me, as you know, expanding my business knowledge and with the trademarking and IP. Mm -hmm. That was massive. And just to say that there, there are now a whole network of business libraries, so there's British Libraries, Business and IP Centre and a whole range of business libraries. And I think that point that you're saying about that support is really important. Sometimes depending where you are and wherever you are internationally listening to this, find out. My tip would be to add on to that tip. You've got to find out, just ask people who are good, know people who are good and ask people where, what's where or search, research. You've got to research what's available because there will be some there's stuff so much out available, there. isn't there? Right. And as much as we have a plan, you've got to be fluid because you've got to give right. life a chance to, as you say, let people show up, happy coincidences that happen. Right. So this is our third tip around that that flowing, that this fluidity. Yeah. Fluidity, isn't there? And you've just, just got to keep going, haven't you? Just got to keep keep and do your best. And ultimately for me, doing my best at every stage and not mm. skimping, because it's easy just mm. to say, Oh, that'll do, but you can't do that. Mm. You've got to give it everything. And then you know that when you birth that product whatever you've done, whatever business you're doing, you know you've given it everything, you've done your best, and you've yeah. got to take some time out for yourself. Because yeah. if you don't recharge, yes. you'll burn out rapidly, so you need to find an outlet for you. I really like that. And, and tell me a little bit about, you know, just again, just, just to, to actually just to finally wrap up, I'm curious to know, I guess a lot of this will relate, well, it relates throughout, but I guess that particularly that starting and beginning to get everything together stage mm -hmm. is really where it can be really challenging. Any thoughts in terms of, because you were talking about, I think that the like four years in development, getting mm -hmm. things together and so on. Any tips about then staying the course, staying on, staying on, on track because then there'll be new challenges, isn't there? Because you're wanting to get something into stores. And can you just tell us anything yeah, about everything, that? Everything comes with its own challenge, doesn't it? Everything is a new phase. And I think you've got to realistically break it down into phases, into chunks, mm. and almost detach yourself from the last phase, almost like a rocket going off into space. They have to detach certain units mm. to be able to continue growing. So you almost have to not take the baggage and all that yeah. stuff from the past that's got you there you've almost got to break it down into right this is my new phase i'm approaching this from a completely new perspective yeah. and i'm starting afresh as if you're just starting again because you've done all that hard work it's all back there everything you've done has got you to here and you'll always only be here so then you've just got to be I, there to I, I think that's so powerful it makes me think about is it the, the boosters that they leave isn't it when the rocket yeah, exactly. thing isn't it and they leave and you would have thought that that's the thing that they need but then exactly. they need to let go of those heavy things to glide it's going to hold them back right, they won't be able back. to achieve it won't they
very, very powerful. Well, Marcus, thank you so much for sharing so much of your yeah, insight you. and your wisdom. I think that's been so useful. I don't know why I don't have more guests on these things, but I'm really, really glad. I think you're only my second guest on this, but I'm really so glad you shared that thing because I think that what I want to say is that I think that it's, for somebody who is the sole trader, is, who is uh, uh, the S-O-U-L trader, somebody who wants to build an authentic business, mm-hmm. It's so challenging, it, it, and, and, but it requires, what I love that you've highlighted is that, that you've got to stay so rooted and true to who you are and what your vision is, mm-hmm. but you've also got to do that, that work mm-hmm. in order to make sure that it, uh, um, it, exactly. it works. Now, can I just ask you one very, very final question because mm-hmm. it just jumps out to me. What's been your experience of many people who are wanting to do business from the heart? They might feel that they come across people or they feel, no, oh, this is going to make me to be more like this or that. How have you managed to remain tr- true? Because you've, you've still got to engage with the greater world and to get people on board to do certain things or maybe to deal with shops or stores and all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. You know, lots of people think, well, you know, if this is going to require me to be like that or business is going to require me to be hard-headed, any, any advice about people who feel that business is going to require them to be somebody who they're, they're, they're not? Any thoughts about that? Well, I think even if you try to be hard-headed, even if you try to be all these so-called things that you need to be to run a successful business, you're only going to be able to do it temporarily because the bottom line is you'll be who you are and how you are and who you are are inseparable. And without that, you won't succeed because you'll be fragmenting yourself into kind of an identity that you're trying to project onto the world to make your business successful, which isn't going to last because it doesn't feel natural to you. So you've just got to keep it natural and be yourself and don't beat yourself up and just just keep going and be bloody nice. You don't need to be nasty because you're in business. You can be nice. You can go in and be nice with other people. And if they're not nice with you, that that's their thing. You just carry on doing your thing and don't don't sell yourself short, you know. Wow, that's amazing. Sure. I couldn't put it oh, better than myself. I'm looking forward to reading your book. And um, no, that's really, really great advice. Thank you so, my last so much. Tip is yeah. to read Rashid's books, obviously look at his videos and stuff, and attend his workshops. Oh, that's, well, that's really, really... Because that really does help. And um, yeah. I'd well, well, I really appreciate that. Just on that note, I'd say that one of the things that's very dear to my heart is that particularly the soultrader.biz resource and with this Soul Trader podcast... I'm very, very clear that I really like things that people can just be able to be able to access independent on me, whether they come to me or buy from me or not. I, I don't really, strangely, on that level, I don't care. I deliberately produce stuff exactly. that people can just engage with. So, okay, the book from might the cost heart. you 15. People, thank yeah. you. Yeah, so the book might cost you 15. But the podcast, there's so much stuff free. There's stuff on, it amazes me, actually. It's good that you're here because mm. it gives me an opportunity to do a bit of a rant. But what does amaze me is like stuff like, on the Soul Trader YouTube channel, on the Soul Trader website, there's lots of stuff that you can just get for free. Mm. Make use of it. And I think I'd say to anyone, look at what stuff is out there, the low cost or whatever. There is lots of stuff, but also know when you need to pay for something. But mm. my, the point I want to make here is that there's lots of stuff on the Soul Trader resource and so on that you can just engage with without, you know, that you can just go with and run with. I, I am, uh, so, so, so go for it. And again, thank you so much, Marcus Fellows. Thank you, thank you, Rashid. Thank for, you for oh, your help. Oh, thank you. And people can find you on, they can also find you on, they can also find that you're also, as well as the website, they can probably find the links to the other social media because there's an Insta page, isn't Insta, there? Insta, Barbershop Botanicals, barbershop. Botanicals on um, Instagram and Facebook. And yeah, the, yeah. on Facebook. Okay, thank you so, so much. Thanks, Rash. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, thank you. Take good care. Good luck. And we're going to stop it there. Thank you. Bye-bye.